Hello, you dirty, filthy whore bags. Welcome back to another episode of Queen's Table. It's your girl, Queen S, coming to you live with another Table Talk episode. This time, we do have a special guest, okay? I know this bitch since high school. It feels me, okay? (laughs) And she is here, ready to talk her shit. So, introduce yourself, please, and thank you. Hey, guys. I'm Ari the Savage, and don't you ever forget it. Um, (laughs) I'm here to talk about something that I see is a regular topic on Facebook, which is um, should a man be held accountable for all finances when it comes to a household or should it be split 50-50? Now, based on what I've seen, a lot of the people that are with a man being the head of the household when it comes to finance are religious in some way, shape, or form, not necessarily just Christians. You know, you have Catholics, you have um, Muslims as well. So um, my... Uh, standpoint today for us to talk about is do non-religious families hold the same value now based on the personal experience my parents that I live with are not religious my dad's an atheist right his wife doesn't really have a religion she's not an atheist I wouldn't say I would say but you know she doesn't pray or do any of that stuff so their household is 50 50 you know, she takes care of some things. My dad takes care of some things. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes he watches the kids. Sometimes she watches the kids. Sometimes she cleans. Sometimes he cleans. Uh-huh. Like, everything is 50-50. And now with my mom who lives here, with her husband, he's the head of the household, period. He takes care of the finances. He takes care of, you know, um, everything else from a biblical standpoint that a man should take care of or that a man should do. So I kind of got the best of both worlds. Now right. me, personally, since I don't have a religion, I don't really believe in God now at this point. I feel that it is 50-50. Right. So now I feel like, I like you, you see right. what I'm saying? I think right. it, it just all depends. depends on what you base your relationship off of. Right. Okay. So just to give the viewers, the listeners, because you're viewing and you're listening if you're listening to this bitch, you know? <laughs> But just to give kind of an overall standpoint of what today's Table Talk is all about, it's about are men obligated to be head of household? And if so, why? Is it mostly religion-based or if it's from a personal experience? And if you don't think a head of household is supposed to be deemed um, uh, just a man obligation financially, is it coming because if it's, if it's, is it coming from a place because of non-religion purposes? Right. So... She gave her perspective, Ari gave her perspective, which is, you know, with her mother's household, her mother's husband is financially responsible for everything. He's the head of household. You know, he dictates finances. He dictates yes or no, what happens, what don't happen in the mom. And her mom kind of just sits back and just roll with the punches. Right. Whereas when she's with her father and his wife, everything is split 50-50. There is no extra need to do anything else. You know, what is mine is yours. What's yours is mine. If I need you to wash the kids, you have no problem. If you need me to wash the kids, no problem. And so, you know, it's more so like a 50-50 type of partnership. And so what I can say is from my own personal experience, Mm -hmm. you know, with both of us being Haitian American, I think that's where the disconnect comes because we were both raised in kind of the same household. My dad is also technically head of household. Um, but at the same time, I think my experience with my mother, my father being head household is different from your experience with your mom and your dad, your right. stepdad. So although my dad 
is quote unquote head of household. My dad don't have a problem with watching us. He never had a problem with watching us growing up. Growing up, my dad actually paid my mother's tuition through school. So she was allowed to go through schooling. So while she was at school, if she had to take a class or anything of that sort, right. and my dad was off, it was nothing for him to sit at home and watch us. Okay. Um, my dad never had a problem with cooking. My, dev- my dad never had a problem with cleaning. My dad is, I want to say, more of a clean freak than my mom. Not saying that my mom is dirty or anything, but, mm-hmm. you know, it was... I've never seen it more so like a, div- a a divided thing. Like I never seen it like, oh, my mom don't have a say so because she's not head of household. You know, right. my dad and my mom, most of the time, most of their arguments were around money and Haiti and that sort of thing. But that's a co- topic for a whole nother day. <laughs> but it was never like you can't touch this or you can't do this or you can't you don't have well, a say I'm sure, so. I'm sure. You know? So I honestly feel like it's more so of a personal preference as the woman. Because right. I know for me personally, there's no head of household. We're both right. head of household. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I think that's how way, it is. Yeah. I think that's how it is with your dad and his wife. Yeah, there's right. no one head of household. We're right. both head of household. And I think the reason why I'm that way is because I just know that with the conversations and the arguments that my parents had over money, it was because of that. It was because of that underlying dictatorship. Like, even though my dad wasn't, you know, pressed about certain things, it was like, as a man, he was still pressed about certain things. He didn't make it obvious that he was pressed about certain things, but as a man, he still felt like I should have had a say so in the situation before you did the situation. Now, do you think we take the title away from the man as a man if we don't expect him to cover things financially? I, okay. So I think everything is based off of a personal experience, right? Right. So I agree with that. I could use myself as an example. So when I was dating this Mm -hmm. guy, this was when I was in Charlotte, um, I actually let him move in with me because he was going through his little hardship or whatever the case is. So I told him he could live with me in until you get back on your feet as a man. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want you to feel like you're less than a man because you're here. Right. But I also don't want you to not feel like you can't do it because you're balancing more right. things at the same time. So while he was staying with me, I still took care of myself. It was it was never like a, oh, you're in my house, so you got to pay this, you got to pay this, you got to pay this, you got to pay this. I took care of myself. I made sure that I was straight. Mm-hmm. He wanted to. When he wanted to, he gave. When he didn't want to, he didn't get. But I never, I never expected it. I never really made it an obligation for him. Like, in order for you to be here, you got to pay my bills. You got to take care of me. So I feel like it all depends on where the woman is at in her life, whether or not she will deteriorate her man for not being financially stable. Because for me, I'm independent through and through. You know, I'm Gucci regardless. I'm going to make sure I get mine by any means necessary because I'm a hustler. You know what I'm saying? But that was something that was instilled in me. You know, that's why it's like, whether you can take care of me, whether you can't take care of me, I'm going to take care of myself. But you have girls out there, you have women out there who don't know how to be independent. So they need that from a man. You get what I'm saying? It's like a non-negotiable, like, no, 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 no. I was raised to not have to lift a finger, so you have to you have to do everything. I was raised also by my dad to not lift a finger, but I still need to take care of myself at the end of the day. And that was something that both my dad and my mom taught me. You have to take care of yourself first. That and that that's a that's something that a lot of women these days don't understand. I, I think 
you know, on Instagram and social media, it's been glamorized that a man is supposed to, you know, take care of a woman, a woman and, and provide for her financially. Like, you can't be with me if you're a broke-ass, bum-ass nigga. Like, right. I, like, this is stuff I hear all the time, and it's corny to me because, like, when you have a man, you know, you meet him, and he may not have a job at that moment in time, but you don't know who that man was before you met him. Right. He could have been a hard-working, you know, had a great job, had right. a car. People go through stuff. Right. Shit happens. Now, let don't let that be confused with niggas that really don't choose to do anything. Right, you right. You know what I'm saying? But, like, that's not all men. Just because not every man is in a Tesla, <laughs> you know, or or a nice car or a high-end vehicle that, that, or has his own place, that doesn't mean that he's not a man of character. Right, right. And too many times we, we mix that up. And, you know, um... On Facebook the other day, I had posted a status that said, um, stop belittling men if they come up short. Right. You know, men already feel weak because they're coming up short. Right. Because they've been put on this pedestal. Right. To be strong, financially stable. But my best friend asked me one time, he's like, you're looking for a man with all these things. What do you have to offer? Right. But that goes back to women who don't know how to be independent by themselves. Right. Because truth be told, most of these girls who chase these ballers, Mm. who is looking for a come up, they don't have a pot to piss in themselves. They're sleeping on an air mattress. They probably don't even have fucking sheets. You know what I'm saying? They don't know how to wipe their pussy from the front to the back. (laughs) You know? And then they get these men, and they don't ask these men for businesses. They don't ask these men for stability. They ask these men for clothes, for shoes, for red bottoms, for purses. So... You are what you attract. Uh-huh. And so it's like, in a way, yes, we could sit here and say, you know, women is this, women is this, women is that, women is that. But men is also co-signing this as well. Uh-huh. So you can't sit here and blame the horse for wanting the water when you're leading the horse to the water. Right. You know, you could you could easily say, you know, women are gold diggers, women are this, women are that. You know, there's not enough women who wants to be independent. But what type of woman are you attracting? What type of woman are you glamorizing? Right. Because there's still a lot of women out here, such as myself and yourself, that we don't need the glitz and the glam. The glitz and the glam is a cherry on the top. I just right. need you to be stable enough to support me in what I got going on because I'm going to be stable enough to support you in what you got going on. And we'll meet in the middle. But we don't get glamorized. Why? Because we don't have the ass. We don't have the body. We don't have the shape. We don't have this. We don't have that. So it's like, yes, you can kind of blame the women, but you can't blame the women because ultimately speaking, women chase men. Right. Women move for the beat of a man. You know? We get our hair done, we get our makeup done, we get our nails done, we wear certain things to be attracted by men. So mm-hmm. if the men that we're attracted by are showing us baller, shot collar, I could buy you this, then this, and this, and this. What there's, else am I supposed to expect? <laughs> like, you know, if you're not saying, yes, I have all of this to offer, but what do you, ha- what, truth be told, how many of these niggas mm-hmm. who have these type of women on their arm, who don't have shit, Mm-hmm. Don't have a part of this. How many of them actually come out and say, damn, I'm tired of meeting bitches that don't have an air matches that don't have shit and da, 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 da. It's now that you see more celebrity guys coming out and saying, bro, we need to, we need to find better women. We need to find women who have their own stability. But prior y'all didn't give a fuck about that. Right. But now that there's kids involved. Hello. <laughs> y'all didn't now, give a fuck about that. Now all of a sudden it's, yeah, y'all were, y'all were Gucci. Y'all were Gucci with just buying the Chanel bag. Y'all were Gucci with just flying the bitch out. But now all of a sudden y'all have a problem with it. Why? Because y'all got a dose of y'all own medicine. Yeah. 
Y'all got a dose of your own medicine. You got a Lori Harvey. <laughs> you got y'all got a dose Lori of your Harvey. own medicine. <laughs> so now it's like y'all are looking at the bigger picture. Like, nah, I'm not just going to take care of a girl. I'm right. not just going to take care of her and just buy her Chanel bag. Why don't you want me to invest in your business? So now since the topic is not being shifted, all, like shifting now back to I want an independent woman. So now the ballpark is now open to the independent girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, you looking for an independent girl? Well, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Screaming from the rooftops. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> you want to find a girl that you want to spend your money on to start her business? I'm here. I'm here. All right. Here. But everything starts with the men. So it's like, yes, we can blame the women, but we can't blame the women. Mm-hmm. Because seven out of ten adults say that it's important for a man to be financially stable. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Five percentage. Seven out of ten. But why is that? Because of what is being glamorized. Yeah. You got enough money to buy a Chanel bag, so you got it. You got enough to buy red bottom, so you got it. That is what's glamorized. What's not glamorized is investment, stock, all of that. People don't care about the bigger picture. People no. don't see the bigger picture. And you know what's crazy? I saw this quote somewhere that um, somebody said um, with white people, like white people plan for generations. Right. And black people plan for the weekend. They do. They do. They do. They do. They do. They do. Because, like, I'll get paid. I'll be like, all right, boom. So I'm going to do this this weekend. This is going to get done. This is going to get done. And then by Monday, I'm already broke. Right. Right. Got paid on Friday. Monday, I'm already broke. Girl, got paid on Friday, broke Friday (laughs) afternoon. (laughs) Fuck you, me. You got extra days, not me. Bitch, I'm broke, broke. I'm broke, broke by the end of Friday. I feel that. I feel that. No, but I don't think true. I don't I don't think I don't think it's a uh, what men being obligated to be financially head of household. I don't think it's a religious thing. I think it's from a personal experience, mm-hmm. you know. And truth be told, like with me, truth be told, with me, like I don't think anything should be split fifty fifty because that's just that just doesn't make sense to me. Me, my ideal financial standpoint if and do and when I get married mm-hmm. is you have your money, I have my money. Mm-hmm. Then we have a joint account that takes care of everything else. Monthly, right. we agreed on a, an amount to put in that joint account. That joint account is for our household. That joint account is for our kids if we have kids. That joint account is for any house renovation, bills, all the other stuff. What I have in my bank account is my business. What you have in your bank account is your business because at the end of the day, you are still your own person. Mm-hmm. I cannot dictate what you do with your money because you work for it. You right. cannot dictate what I do with my money because I work for it. Our responsibility is to make sure that our household is straight. Because too many times what people fail to realize is marriage, quote unquote, mm-hmm. partnership is a business. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to put everything into your business and you leave yourself with nothing. Okay. That's not saying you don't trust that your business is going to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. You're just making sure that you're dotting your I's and you're crossing your T's. You should, I should know how much money you make. You shouldn't know how much money I make. That's where there's a dis- that's where there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't know how much money you make. You put that blood, sweat, and tears. I put my own blood, sweat, and tears. Our responsibility is to make sure that whatever amount that's in that joint bank account every month that we put up. And this is not just going to be a ridiculous amount. This is not just going to be an amount that's just through the roof. But this is going to be an amount that we both can say, okay, I could put up this. You could put up that. If you end up making more money and that's all that you put in it, that's not that's between you, yourself, and God. That ain't got shit to do with me. What matters to me is that that joint account, every month, your deposit and my deposit matches up. 
when your deposit stopped matching up, that's when me and you was gonna have a conversation. Like, hey, what's up? What's what's up with you on your end financially? You good? You straight? Do you need anything? That's when those conversations happen. Too many times relationships are more focused on the money factor instead of the actual relationship, instead of, you know, making sure things go afloat. Like Cardi B and Offset, they have a joint account for culture. They each monthly put money into that joint account for culture. Mm -hmm. She has her own money. He has his own money. Why? Because we're individuals before anything else. Right. People forget that. (laughs) You're an individual person. You are allowed to move how you want to move as long as you move accordingly. We're individuals. When relationships start getting hiccups is when people want to control everything that someone does. You cannot control everything that your partner does. You cannot control that. If I want to get up tomorrow and go on a girl's trip with my girls, you cannot tell me where did that money come from. That's my money. Just like I can't tell you if you want to get up and go to to your homeboys and have a weekend getaway and y'all want to go watch football or whatever the case is, I can't say where's your money? Where'd you get that money from? Because that's your business. All that I ask of you and all that you should ask of me is that we respect each other's boundaries and know not to cross them. I know I'm going to dot my I's and cross my T's. Do you think that leads to more secrets if you don't? There's no such thing as secrets. There's no such thing as secrets. People, People fail to realize when you get in a relationship, all of that shit, all of that doubt, all of that listening to this person, listening to that person, all of that shit got to go. Because if you have outside factors into your relationship, your relationship is not going to run the way that it needs to because you're no longer thinking for yourself. Okay. So if you're in a relationship with somebody mm-hmm. and, you know, you come to me and you're like, oh, you know, such and such says that he wants to go on a guy's trip this weekend or whatever the case is. And, you know, I'm cool with it, but I don't know. And you come talk to me. And because of my past experience with my nigga going out, out of town and my nigga cheating on me or whatever the case is, I'm not saying this <laughs> happened, y'all, because... No, but speaking from but not, but this is just hypothetical. If I'm coming from a hurt place, because right. once again, like I said before, people give their uh, opinions from either a hurt place or a healed place. Mm-hmm. If I'm coming from a hurt place and I'm still bitter about my ex nigga that cheated on me when he was out of town with his boys, I'm gonna put that energy onto you now. So now instead of me having your best interest at heart, I'm be like, girl, child, you better be ready, cause. Such and such, he went. I, I let his ass go on a motherfucking trip, and he never came back the same. And da 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 da. So now you're no longer thinking for yourself. Now you're like, damn. Right. I, I had that conversation with Sandra. So even though your man previously has never given you a reason to question him, now you don't question. Now him. you don't question him. So now yeah. you're taking that energy back to your man who has done nothing previously to make you question him. Now you're coming to him. Oh, who you about to be with? Who you about to go with? You sure it's going to be an odd bullshit? because well, you let, let me someone s- talk in your ear. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Well, so it's like, if you're ear. in a relationship with somebody, if you're in a marriage with somebody, all of right. that doubt, all of that secret, all of that shit, that shit is out the door. That shit should not even come up or exist in your relationship because your relationship should be that grounded enough that those thoughts don't come up because it's like, I know my man. Mm-hmm. I know my woman. Like, I have... Uh, one of my online Instagram followers. Hey, Destiny. <laughs> hey. But um, her husband mm-hmm. is a football player. You know, he just graduated. Shout out to you. Lord knows. I, I don't I don't think I remember the rest of your Instagram name, but Lord knows. That's all I needed to know. Lord knows. But he's a football player. Right. And she posted one time, um, I guess, like, people was asking her about, you know, Um, if she feels comfortable with girls adding him and stuff like that. She said, I don't trust y'all, but I trust him. 
that's how your relationship should be. Regardless of what's to face, regardless of what's coming up, regardless of anything. Everybody else should not matter. Everybody else's opinion, everybody else say so, everybody else's two cents should not matter. What you got going on should all that matters. And finances is the number one topic of argument. And I feel like with finances, I shouldn't know how much money you make. You shouldn't know how much money I make because we're in this together. So it does not matter. If you fall short, I'm supposed to pick you up. If I fall short, you're supposed to pick me up. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Kind of. Like, with me, in a household, I think I just look for, like, not so much, like, a number. Like, I can't put a number on it on a percentage. Right. More, like, flexibility. Right. Like, I want to, and I don't want to keep count of, oh, you did this that one time, so let me let me do something in return. Like, no. That's exhausting, and that's where stuff leads for, mm-hmm. you know, an argument. Because it's like, um, if I'm doing more or I'm putting in more effort than you're putting in, or if my task that I did wasn't as big as the task that you did, then, and I'm keeping track of that, then it's gonna be like, okay, well, you're not really, you know, putting forth any energy towards right. this union. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't wanna put a number on it because I could get really petty. <laughs> I will literally start nickel and diming everything. Like, okay, well, I paid, you know, $2,472 and 10 cents this month and you paid $500 make it make sense right (laughs) and so that's why I feel like you know having that joint account where it's like that's y'all money is the best solution possible because we have access to that both of us what you got in your bank account I shouldn't have access to right what I have in my bank account you shouldn't have access to if you need access to mine then bitch I need access to yours you know the joint account is our only and main responsibility. Everything else don't matter. Everything else should not matter. And when you speak numbers, when you talk numbers, that's when those arguments come because now it's a tit for tat. Yeah. Now it's like, well, I make more money than you, so what you doing? Now I do this. Now I do... That's where other situations come along. Like you said, start clocking. I put I put 2000 up, but you only put $500. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have happened if y'all had a joint account. It's y'all right. putting the same <clears throat> amount of money every month. So everything comes out direct deposit. It's the same account. We still putting in the same number every single every single month. So mm-hmm. there should not be a zero amount. Right. If there's a zero amount, or if there's a month that you can't make it, and I see that you can't make it, that's when I step in. Hey, what's going on? We were supposed you were supposed to put up fifteen hundred, but you didn't put up fifteen hundred. You only put up five hundred. Right. Is everything okay with you? Right. Is everything Gucci? But then that communication should have came way before you Correct. Even spotted that. So. Correct. See, all of those, see, when you are so in tune in your relationship, there won't be problems that arise. Because like you said, the communication will already be there. You would already tell me straight up, like, babe, this month, this is what happened, whatever, whatever, you know, next month, whatever, whatever. And we make up a plan. And that's when I hold my end of the bargain without diminishing you, without making you feel like you less than a man. Because there's a lot of women who are head of household, not because they have to, is because they want to, because they want to have that leverage over their man. They want to feel that satisfaction of like, yes, I run shit, I do this. But ultimately speaking, when you do that, you're belittling your man. Right. You're not making him feel like a man. So that's when cheating comes around. That's when he put his money elsewhere. That's when he's doing whatever. That's when he starts being a freeloader. Because now you're not holding him up to par for nothing. Right. You are not holding up to par for nothing. And statistically speaking, 40% of of women now 
in the United States, quote unquote, are considered head of household compared to men. And that is a big number compared to the way that it was used, uh, yeah. prior. And within that 40%, 67% of that 40% are single mothers. Hmm. Single mothers. That's insane. 67% are single mothers. So if you look at the perspective, it's like everything falls back to financially. Everything is a financial issue when it comes to certain relationships, when it comes but, to certain factors. And Be I think that's why it takes men so long to settle down because correct. They're, not Hello. they're not financially ready. So Hello. it's like no man wants to already have that pressure of I have to have everything Come on. ready and set and like and listen, then you're expecting like listen. 24 year old men to listen, tie you come down on. for what come, listen i remembered i watched a steve harpy um episode mm -hmm. where he had um a, a little uh, she wasn't little but she was our age mm -hmm. she was on there and um she was asking steve harvey for advice she said that her fiance um canceled the wedding you know at like like probably like a week or two before what it was supposed to happen and she doesn't understand oh why and um you know they put all this thought into it they put mm -hmm. all this plan into it and she just you know uh she doesn't know why and then she called him and she spoke to him and she was like if this wedding don't happen like we're done like we're done and so steve harvey was like um did you try asking him why and she was like no and so steve harvey then said exactly what we both said yeah how do you know he's not financially ready? There's, there's men, men, men hold power in their hand mm -hmm. equates to money. That's how they see power. That's yeah. how they see stability because that's how they were taught. They were taught at before they couldn't even, before they knew what a relationship was that you have to be the man of the house. You have to be able to bring up the money. You have to be able to take care of your family. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of men, they don't want that pressure to do this and do that and do that and do that, knowing that they're not financially there. Right. There's a lot of guys who still don't know who they want to be in life, but you want them to wind and dine you. You want them to do this. You want them to do that. You want them to do this. You want them to do that. And you never take into account what they're going through. There's a lot of, lot of, lot of relationships that ended because of that reason. Right. You put all this pressure on him. Oh, you gotta, you gotta marry me by this, this time you got to engage. We got to be, we have to have kids. We have to do this, but where is he in his life right now mm -hmm. to give that to you? Right. And what are you giving to him? And, and why do you feel like women that can't cook? They don't clean. They don't know how to separate, you know, laundry. Like you can't even fold clothes. Can't put fitted sheets on the bed. Like, and, but you're expecting so much out of a man. Like you're not contributing anything. And it goes back to, you know, the 50, 50 or the 70, 30, whatever number or whatever, percentage you want to put on it you know like that's what it comes back to you're not contributing anything you're not doing your part at the end of the day there's a lot of there's a lot of Sex women who can don't only take you so far with that being said i just i just feel like nowadays especially with that number being so high there's a lot of different factors you know you have welfare you have section 8 housing you know where that was strategically placed in lower black communities to separate right. family households right. you know you can't get our help with food, mm -hmm. you can't get our help with housing if you have a man staying with you. Mm -hmm. So ultimately speaking, you have mothers that were making those sacrifices. Like I have to make sure my baby is straight prior to you. So you have those women who now have broken homes that didn't even put the faith in their men mm -hmm. to step up or try to step up. Right. And then you have them reproducing. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's like you have the women who are comfortable and content with sitting around doing whatever right. without having that 
uh, male factor into it and being comfortable in that state. And then you have the man who wants to be there, who wants to contribute, but don't feel like he can contribute because his money ain't adding up to the money that you hope him to add up. But you don't see the progress. You don't see the future. You don't see where he can go. There's a lot of girls out here that hold guys to a higher caliber than they even know for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, you want this out of him. You want that. You want this. You want that. You want this. You want that. But what are you staying? What do you have for yourself? But it also um, plays a part, too, like if you had a, a, a father role that played that part where he had everything. He was right. financially stable. Right. He had everything put together, you know. Um, and because my dad is like that, you mm -hmm. know, he came here, did what he had to do and did well for himself. So that's why I hold men on such a high, you know, mm -hmm. expectation because it's like, well, look at my dad. I can't bring anything. Right. Else. Right. You see likewise. Likewise. So it's like. That, that kind of plays a part in it, too. I'm the same way, but with the ex that I had where with me moving in with him, like me letting him move in with me, it's like I am, but I'm not. Because like you said earlier, it's all about a man that has a plan. If a man has a plan, then you're working with something. Right. You're now, I can't really focus on you now because you're now couldn't, may not be your fault. Mm -hmm. You know, with his situation, he was living with his ex-girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So him no longer being with his ex-girlfriend, you no longer have a home. Mm -hmm. So I can't fault you for you not having a home right. because that was previously your home. Right. But what are you doing to make sure that you get a home? So if you're working towards a goal, I cannot fault you for where you are now. I have to hold you accountable. There's a lot of girls who don't hold men accountable. So you can't hold him. If you can't hold him accountable now, you can't hold him accountable later. Women, we got to do better, okay? Okay, I'm going to just say that. But there's a lot of women who are in relationships and they don't have those conversations. What do you want to be in life? Where do you see yourself in life? Where do you see yourself in five years? Do you have a plan? Do you have a set? Do you have a goal? Women just sees the glitter and the glam. They see the whining and the dining and they get pregnant and then expect the guy to just automatically step up. Right. But you didn't have those conversations up front. At all. <laughs> but if you have those conversations, then you'll automatically see those red flags prior to you falling in love, prior right. to you reproducing, prior to the heartbreak, prior to all of that. That's why, once again, red flags are always going to be shown. Right. But you have to ask yourself, did you have those conversations? And that's why communication is key. It always goes back to it. If I meet a guy and he works at Wally Worlds, I'm not just going to be like, oh, you work at Wally World. I mean, I am. I lied. I am. But <laughs> I lied. False, false alarm. False alarm. I am. But <laughs> yeah. false alarm. False alarm. <laughs> Hypothetically. Okay. Because I am. I, I, mm -mm. I can't do Wall of World. I can't do Wall of World. I can't do fast food because something <laughs> got to give. But that's, that's, listen, we're not talking about me. We're just using examples. Okay. But for example, if there's a guy that works at Wall of World and you know, he wants to talk to you mm -hmm. and you have a conversation with him and you say, okay, I see you work at Wally World. Where do you see yourself in five years? Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just playing it by ear. <clears throat> Wrong answer. I can't fuck with you because you don't have a plan. You're at Wally World and you're comfortable and content with where you're at Wally right. World. So if I'm someone in the back of my head that knows I need to have a man that is up to par financially. He doesn't have to be the head of household, but he has to be up to par financially. I can't fall in love with you because you don't even have a five-year plan. Mm -hmm. I can't reproduce with you because you don't even have a five-year plan. So if I choose to do these things, 
I cannot hold you accountable for them because I already asked you what your plan was and you didn't have a plan before. So you think automatically you're going to wake up today and have a plan because no, I'm here? Because I'm here? No. Now, if we use the same guy in another hypothetical, if you work at Wally World and I ask what's your five-year plan, mm-hmm. oh, I want to own a Wally World, or I want to open my own business, or I want to do this, or I want to do that, or I want to go back to school. Right. Okay, you have a plan. Your plan may not be set in stone, but you have a plan. So me as the woman, me as the woman in this situation, mm-hmm. I'm going to do my part, not do it for you, but do my part and help you get to that plan. Right. So you want to own a business or whatever the case is, do you know about business license? Do you know how much it is to do a business license? Have you followed people who does businesses? Have you read books? That's my job. My job is not to hand you the business. Right. That's where girls fuck up too. But also be careful of the dreamers because you have men that will be like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. And that's all they ever do is I want to do this. Correct. So So piggybacking on that, there's the woman that does it for him. So if you have a dreamer, like he said, like you said, that, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, but I'm doing all the work for you, you're going to continuously be the dreamer because you're not working towards anything. I'm doing it for you. You're not working towards, you're not putting no blood, sweat, and tears. You tell me, to, you come to me and you tell me that you want to own a own business, but as a birthday gift, I surprise you with this business. Mm-hmm. And then as a birthday gift, I buy you inventory for this business and I do this. What are you contributing to this? This is no longer yours. This He's is just now mine. for his birthdays. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Point. And then piggybacking on the dreamer. You have to hold yourself accountable just as much as him. So if you've been telling me about the same dream for umpteen years mm-hmm. and this dream ain't going, I can't blame you for me staying. I have to blame myself. Right. Because, choice. because you told me about this dream. Right. And we revisited this conversation several times before and you never woke up out of this dream to make it do what it do. Right. So I need to get up and go. And if I choose not to get up and go and I choose to stay, that's no longer on him. That's on me. Yeah. <laughs> That's not on him. Yeah. He already told me what was up. I put the ball in his park. You want to own a business? Here's the. Imp- I'll use my ex as an example. He said he wanted to do real estate. I said, okay, what have you done to set yourself apart to, so that you can do the real estate? Oh, I mean, I have a book. Okay, have you read the book? Have you done anything with the book? No, I haven't done anything with the book. Okay, so I'm going to need you to tighten up. and I'm going to need you to start reading this book. Right. If this is something that you want to do, then you need to do it. And he got complacent at where we were working at. And I said, no, sweetie, you can't get complacent. If you no longer want to do real estate, you need to find something else that you want to do. And since you no longer know which side of the ballpark you need to, you need to get up, baby. You need to leave my house. (laughs) You need to to go. You need to go. You need to go. I think it's time that you need to go because you're getting too comfortable. You know what I'm saying? You have to hold yourself accountable for the shit that you put yourself through, too. Now, if after me and him having this conversation, he's still up into my house. I'm still cooking. I'm still cleaning. I'm still doing my part. I can't fault him for being comfortable because we already had the conversation. I did nothing about it. It's a two-way street. Yeah. It's a two-way street. You have to hold yourself accountable just as much as the next person. You can't. You can't just be in a relationship and just be one-sided. Oh, it's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. You're not doing it. You're not doing it. But what are you doing when the situation came about? What did you do? Did you nip it in the butt? Or did you throw it under the rug because you loved him and he was here and he was there and you love the, the companionship. Thought. You love the thought of having him. You have to take your L's too. You have to hold yourself accountable. There's a lot of people that don't hold themselves accountable when a bitch about like a situation. How? How, Sway? How? How? it's easier for them to not blame themselves. Correct. That's all. Everybody have to hold themselves accountable for the shit that they put themselves through. And that includes... 
financial stability in their relationships. It's supposed to be a two-way street. And with that being a two-way street, your money is your money. My money is my money. As long as the joint account has what it needs to have to sustain our household, then everything else doesn't matter. Everything else does not matter. Because when you put a dollar sign to it, that's when the ego start coming. That's when the extra, the extra start coming. That's when the thorn in your face comes in. Sweetie, no. What's yours is yours. What's mine is mine. What's ours is ours. That's it. I mean, like, <laughs> that's literally it. But a lot of people don't see it that way because a lot of people are just fixed on fantasy. But it's time for us to wake the fuck up because we're not getting any younger. <laughs> We really are not like At 30 all. is rearing its ugly head. Child, child. But yeah. I will say, I will say that now with the with with the new shift in a lot of women kind of wanting to be business owners nowadays because mm-hmm. there is a shift of now more black women and women of color wanting to own their own businesses, wanting to go after their dreams without a man being involved. Yes, but we don't need a thousand makeup artists trying to open up more makeup stores. I'm sorry. We have enough makeup. Fenty, I mean, there's no such thing. Fenty's got y'all beat. There's no such thing. <laughs> I, I don't agree to that because if you go down a bread aisle, how many breads do you see? I know, but like... There's no but. How many breads do you see? You can't even count how many breads that are in the aisle, but there's all... If Sarah Lee let Wonder Bread tell Sarah Lee that you can't be in business because Wonder Bread is already in here, Sarah Lee wouldn't be on the shelf. So you That's cannot true. tell somebody that it's overpopulated because the beauty industry is going to always be the beauty industry. That is true. That is true. That is correct. Before Fenty, what was there? There was Maybelline. There's still Maybelline. And there's still people that honors and goes to Maybelline for everything. And there's people that go to Fenty for everything. Mm-hmm. So if you have a dollar in a dream, you go after that dream, whether it's overpopulated, oversaturated or not. Because just true. because you do makeup and I do makeup don't mean that your clientele is my clientele. I may not like how you do your eyebrows, but I may <laughs> like how this person does their eyebrows. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, I, mm-mm bread that's that every time somebody tells me about oversaturation or you know there's already too many people in this industry or whatever it says who go in the bread aisle well i guess yeah because i guess the same thing could go for the modeling thing it is because it's like yeah there's already so many people but says who says who all your responsibility is to do for you your responsibility is to take whatever passion that you have and make something of it through and through Right. Regardless of if the next person tells you to, regardless of if the next person tells you not to. Everything else is not your fault to give. It really isn't. Whether it's oversaturated, whether it's not oversaturated, just do. What your modeling do. You want to be do. America's next top model, be the best America's next top model. Right. Regardless of everything else. Four eleven and all. Period. Four eleven and all. Who says you need to be taught to be a model? Who? Four eleven and all. Who? Keep going. Like everything else is Everything else is for the birds. Everything else is no nobody's business. Everything else is everything else is for the birds. Keep everything going. Else is for the birds. Keep going. Everything else is for the birds. Everything else is not your foot to give. All right. So I guess I mean so I guess in conclusion, um, to answer the question of whether it has to do with religion, I guess not. It's just it's your perception. Personal experience shapes everything. Yeah. And even then, it's not only solely based off of your personal experience. It's also coming from if it's coming from a hurt or a healed place too. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. with me growing up, yes, my parents weren't 50-50 and my dad was technically head of household. But my parents did have a mutual understanding of each other. Like, okay, if I need you to wash the kids, you can wash the kids. Da, 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 da. But most of their arguments stem from money issues. Mm-hmm. You know, 
someone making the decision prior to the other person being involved and that sort right. of thing. And so with those personal experiences, I didn't come from a hurt place. I came from a hill place. Like, okay, I seen what y'all went through mm-hmm. and I want to be better and do better. So moving forward in my own relationship, there's going to be a joint account where that is where all of our money for our household goes in for our kids, for everything else, direct deposit, everything comes out of that house, out of that joint account right. monthly. We put up the same amount of money every month. If one month I'm short, you know, I need to tell you prior. If one month you're short, you need to tell me prior and we come up with a plan and we go from there. But my money is my money. Your money is your money. When it comes down to dollar signs and relationship, it's never going to work out because there's going to always be a tit for tat. Right. There's going to always be a tit for tat. But if you have a joint account, what I do ain't your business. What you do ain't my business, you know, and there's no such thing as secrets in relationships if the relationship is grounded and structured the way that it should. So... And that's that. <laughs> Ebby, that's it. Pussy house. <laughs> and we're going to wrap this episode of Table Talk with Ari the Savage. You can follow her on Instagram at Ari underscore the underscore savage. And like always, if you haven't heard the previous episodes, look down below. And until next time, you dirty, filthy whorebags, hugs and kisses, y'all. Hugs and motherfucking kisses. Mwah. Bye.